In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of October 26th, the overwhelming story has been harvest, or the lack thereof. As we start off looking at the effect recent rains have had on the southeast. And Bill Weaver, director of Alabama Agricultural Statistics Service, says that Alabama is running significantly behind. The big story here in Alabama is that uh, we've just gotten too much water. And on that couple with uh, the late planting we had you know, this spring, uh, earlier this year, really has affected our crops this year. The numbers as of Sunday show the cotton harvest at 17%, which is up 10% from last week, but considerably lower than the five-year average of 53%. Doug peanuts are also up from last week's 23% at 35% this week, but still much lower than the five-year average of 73%. And combine peanuts are following suit at 25% this week, up from last week's 13%, but down from the five-year average of 61%. The soybean harvest is also delayed with this week's numbers at 31%, up 10% from last week, but down from the five-year average of 56%. Corn is faring a little better at 75%, up from last week's number of 62%, but still lagging behind the five-year average of 98% complete. Weaver says that the rains are also causing other issues for farmers. We've had reports of corn sprouting. This is the first time I've seen it in Alabama. And not only that, the... The cotton has actually started to sprout, too. Weaver adds that, unfortunately, the delays may ultimately affect yields. You know, we were looking at really good yields this year, and uh, that's what we were reporting. You know, a lot of the, the farmers here in Alabama were uh, very, very hopeful. But now it looks like um, those yields, they've deteriorated, you know, to the point that they've gone down quite a bit. And as for livestock news, Randall Wiseman has this report. Well, a new trade protocol was announced last week between the U.S. and Taiwan that will expand access to U.S. beef in that market. While beef exports to Taiwan will still be limited to beef from cattle under 30 months of age, under the initial phase of the new trade protocol, bone-in beef cuts and variety meats such as tripe, tongue, liver, and kidney will now be allowed. U.S. Meat Export Federation Vice Chairman Keith Miller said this is a positive step forward for U.S. cattle producers. Because it will allow us to ship more product into a country that is definitely needing a lot of product. It's going to be a place that we can really ship a lot of product and hopefully we can get some more of the other countries around them to take notice and start working with us. Miller, a farmer stockman from Kansas, said the ability to export variety meat is especially important for adding carcass value. There's a lot of room for that in Asia. The biggest advantage to that to the American beef producer is those variety meats don't have a lot of market value here in the U.S. And whenever we can ship them out to countries like the Asian countries, that really brings up the total price of the carcass uh, hanging on the rail. And that's what we're really after is make the carcass more valuable for our producers. Taiwan was the first Asian market to reopen to U.S. beef after the 2003 finding of BSE. It is the sixth largest value market for U.S. beef so far this year. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Greiner as he gives his insight on some continuing trade issues. International trade, you figure it out. Seems the U.S. and China are embroiled in a trade hassle all the time. Well, the latest one started when the U.S. imposed additional import duties on Chinese tires. China immediately retaliated by threatening higher import duties on U.S. chickens. What it amounts to is both sides are accusing the other of dumping. Well, maybe it involves a little more than dumping, but it's serious enough to affect prices. 
whatever the problem, there seems to be a trade problem between these two countries all the time. There's a lot of trade between China and the U.S. Who'd lose the most if that trade ceased? China uses a lot of farm products from America. We buy a lot of a lot of things from China. Trade is essential. But uh, back to the question, who'd lose the most if trade between these two countries ceased? The answer is both. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.